Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Warrior, season 1, episode 1, uh, it's called The Itchy Onion, of all things. Itchy Onion, that's a great title. It's a good title, isn't it? It is. So yeah, this is a new show from Cinemax, because it's an episode 1, we will start spoiler free, and we will give you a warning in the middle before we go into spoilers, so uh, yeah, that's how we're going to do this. Uh, so, what is Warrior? Warrior is a, a period piece set in the, the early part of the last century in San Francisco during the Tong Wars of Chinatown. I think it's actually the late 1800s, but you know. Is it the late 1800s? Yeah, I think so. You may be right. That's interesting, because I was actually thinking at one point as I was watching it, I was like, oh, is this after the earthquake? You know, the big earthquake. Yeah. And But maybe it's not, and if it's not, does that mean that we could get to the big earthquake? <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's before that. Yeah, fair enough. Did it come up like a year? I don't know. I, 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 didn't I don't know think year. it did. Right. Um, just ballpark. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm going from uh, memory of reading about the show before. Yeah. Um, you can could, you could also kind of work it out from um, like some of the, the, the middle-aged characters fought in the Civil War, so you could probably kind of place yeah, it roughly yeah. based on that as well. So, yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's a show about this main character, uh, Assam, who, who comes to, you know, emigrates to san francisco um and not the you know the, the nicest of manners it's kind of this this bulk thing where he's immediately kind of given over to one of the one of the tong gangs and is basically said okay you're, you're halfway good at fighting so you're going to be with us we're going to brand you and now you work for us but he's obviously here looking for someone he's he's here looking uh for someone uh, i won't get to that spoilers i think in the back half of the episode but He's here looking for someone, and it's about him kind of integrating, getting a lay of the land. But there's also other characters we introduce. We deal with the mayor and sort of what the the, the polit- political side is going on. We deal with uh, a, a a cop, a white cop, uh, who who's kind of tasked with patrolling Chinatown, uh, and then we're also introduced with some thugs. So because we have like the two Tong gangs that we're dealing with, but we also have uh, the Irish kind of. I don't know if we're going to call them a gang yet. I don't. I don't know if that's exactly what they are, but. Yeah, they feel a bit disorganized to be a gang right now. Yeah, but yeah, that's essentially the factions we have. We have the two tongs, we have the Irish racist studs, uh, we have the police, and then the mayor's kind of his own thing above yeah, all this. Yeah. So that, that, is, that is the main building blocks we've got at play. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically it. But the real sell here is, is that, you know, Cinemax, you know, made a lot of changes recently including not renewing a show that we really liked called quarry you bastards but they wanted so to be- <laughs> they wanted to become the action tv network right they wanted to be you know action shows and movies and all that kind of thing and surely a martial arts show is kind of in that wheelhouse so yeah and obviously as a, a big selling point you know outside of the the premise is is that uh this is based on uh you know something that bruce lee wrote yeah, yeah, that, that's that's kind uh, of a big selling point. Yeah, 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 that's the big because obviously he, he wrote it, would try to pitch it to studios and networks. Uh, I think it was always a, meant to be a TV show uh, for him to star in, but no one wanted to risk it. No one, no one wanted to pick it up at the time. That Joe's Joe's Joe, Joe, so funny to me about that is that I feel like as good as this could or may, may or not, I know I've not said if, if it's good yet. We're going to get to that in a minute. Could be good, could be terrible. But even if this was amazing, there's always going to be that thing in the back of your mind. Yeah, but what if this was Bruce Lee? What if this yeah, was made yeah. in his heyday? No, no matter what, <laughs> that's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, in your head, you're like, ah, oh, it could have been Bruce Lee, you, though. You have to try not to hold that against it, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. But, I mean, you just, you're thinking, like, it could have been Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, 
Yeah, so I want to talk about a couple of interesting things. Before we get to the quality of the overall show, I want to talk about how it handles language, because this was probably the most interesting thing about the whole show to me. Yeah, me too. So, Well, outside of the, outside of the music, which I'll get to separately. Sure. Um, so, so the characters are arriving, and they're speaking in Mandarin, but there's also the, the, the white sort of Irish kind of characters, and they're speaking in English. And it's just kind of whatever, right? And then after the first couple of scenes, we're taken to the Tong gang. I've not quite learned the name of the Tong. There's a lot of names to learn in this, so yeah. bear with us as we're, we're trying to figure it out. Um, but he's taken to the gangs, and this is where they call him the Etchionion, and it gets the plot moving. And basically, they start off and they're in Mandarin, and there's this great and moment. And it's subtitled. And course. it's subtitled, yeah. They're, it's in Mandarin, it's subtitled. And then the camera does this like sort of 360 around the character, and it sort of does like a whoosh kind of sound and all of a sudden they're speaking in English. And more notably though, and this is one of the little details that I really like about this, it's, it's kind of like a comic book when it says, oh, text in this color is just uh, uh, translated it's from just Mandarin. just translated, yeah. yeah. That's basically what it's doing, is we're, we're watching the, the Chinese characters speak in English, but the show's made it clear they're speaking in Mandarin, but when we're watching it, it's been translated. And what I like about this, the one of the little details that I liked, is that later on in the episode there's another moment where uh, like the white cop uh, uh, what's his name Big Bill he he comes up with with his new young uh, partner and he comes up to talk to one of our, one of the Chinese characters and as as like he's still quite far away we're watching this Chinese character and he's talking in English and then as soon as Big Bill and his partner get close it switches back to Mandarin you, you hear that swoosh again look, look more subtly but it's there and then but here's the other detail I really like is that. This character that they talk to has spoken in English genuinely. He's spoken in English in front of the, the white cops before. And there's a really subtle thing that I love that he's doing with his accent. Is that when he's speaking to the the, the, the you know the, 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 the white Americans, right? The Irish guys, he's he's doing it in what you think of as a Chinese accent. But when, yeah. when it's been translated for us when it's just the, the, the Chinese actors, it's all accents American accents. Yeah. And my only critique with all of this is that I think the main guy, even when he's actually speaking English, sounds like he's got an American accent. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, the only um... critique I have in all of this. But I actually like, from a stylistic point of view, they said, look, they're all supposed to be speaking Mandarin when they're you know, just in the gangs and they're talking to each other because that's what they're supposed to be speaking. We don't want it to be all subtitled because I was I was ready for this at the start when it started being subtitled. I was like, oh, it makes sense. A lot of this will be subtitled. If yeah, I'm being and I was okay with that. But from a, a TV studios network side of view, I can get why they don't want to put it out all in a foreign language because that turns a lot of people off, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, heathens, a lot of them. But. Yeah, but this is this neat workaround that again reminds me of comic books that I've never seen done in a TV show or a movie before, and I actually really like it. <laughs> it's yeah, a really smart I'm, trick. I'm sure it may have been done, and someone's going to give us an example, but we've not seen it. I've never seen it. This is completely yeah. new to me. Yeah, um, it's a very interesting compromise, isn't it? It's it's really cool, um, and it's funny actually. Halfway through, I was thinking, I bet they they do that transition once per episode, just so that every single episode is a reminder somewhere early on. That when they're we're speaking, speaking in their own language, yeah, when we're, we're with those characters, they're speaking in the, that you know their own language. We're just hearing it in you know um, uh, in English uh, with with the thick American accents because uh, it makes sense that a lot of the actors they've cast in this probably are Chinese American as opposed to actually being uh, yeah, from China. I, I, and so I, you on. know, it's it's an American production still, yeah. so uh, so, so it makes sense. sense. Um, but again, it's this neat thing where it's not still no no when they're speaking in their language they're doing you know thick american accents with english and that's just how it's translated for us yeah that's yeah. really neat i just i like that it is because and you know whenever they're talking to 
characters that don't understand their language we cut back it's subtitled uh you know if, if they're talking you know amongst themselves and others are there and as soon as they turn to talk to you know the 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 americans it's english with the accent yeah with with the natural accent uh, yeah. or maybe on natural in their case but you know what i mean like it's yeah. what you expect to hear from, from someone from from china uh so Really interesting way of handling that. That's really cool. Uh, the other stylistic thing I wanted to point out about the... This was about the action scenes themselves. I know you want to talk about the music. and I've got mm-hmm. comments on that, but I'll let you lead that uh, thought. Um, is There's an interesting thing in the pacing of how it's edited with the action scenes that I thought was kind of notable. And every so often in the action scenes, you know, there's a couple of scenes where, where uh, Sam will be like fighting a bunch of good dudes. You know, he's doing his martial arts, uh, as you are. And it'll be kicking and punching and ducking and you know all the rest of it but every so often you know it's cut very tightly where it's constantly sort of going beat to beat to beat but every so often there'd be a shot where it would be a close-up of his face in the middle of the action scene but it would slow right down it would be really off beat just for like a second but it's intentional yeah it's it's like an intentional kind of punctuation even though it doesn't it feels like it stops it from feeling realistic it gives it this almost like intentional superheroic kind of element to it and it's not so much that his character is a superhero at least not yet maybe he'll become more noble and will really be rooting for him in that sense at some point but uh you know his shades are great everyone's shades are great in this show but the best i'm gonna right get now. into that with the music actually so but at least it does this thing where it wants you to kind of almost for, for a second remember you're watching a tv show and that we're being cool and yeah. you know for you know this is not supposed to be realistic it's supposed to be no we're going to take a moment it's almost like just related to music it's almost like when you have a uh, what, what, what do you call it when you do you do just one thing off beat it's like you have one note off out of out of time your time oh, okay yeah staccato is that what that is no no uh it's more, more ostinato staccato is uh, just you know when it's tight short oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. That's another word that I remember from music. That, 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 or yeah, I don't, I don't a, remember a, from music. Uh, syncopation, maybe, is it the one you might be looking for? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, you know, it's, you know it's, let's say you've got four by four time, and you, but you do a couple of notes that are just off that beat completely, just to yeah, throw the syn- listener no, off. Yeah, that would be syncopated. Yeah. Um, that's what it reminded me of. It felt like, you know, I was in the flow of the action scene, and all of a sudden it would do this, like, slower kind of drawing shot to the face, and I'm like, whoa, that was, like, out of time with everything else, and then it would go back to it. But it did this neat thing where because it slowed down for a second, then it went back into it, uh, you know, again, just to compare it to music, it's almost like that that thing they'll sometimes do where just before the chorus, all the music will go away for a beat as the singer, yeah. you know, does the last line, and then it comes back in for the chorus. It, it almost felt like that. Uh, yeah. So that was that was kind of neat. That was kind of neat. It was. Uh, I'm going to talk about the music here, you know, because this leads in nicely. Um, mm. It's doing not what you'd expect. It's right? really not. I'm not going to lie, the first time it kicked in with that upbeat music during the fight scene, I was like, I don't know if this fits. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what it is, because obviously it's, it's using all modern instrumentation, you know, there's drums, there's electric guitars and stuff. It's a Western score. Mm. And I think, you know, you, you mentioned that how he's not really a superhero, he's not really even a hero yet, uh, but it feels like the start of a Western. But he may become one, it feels like he could be. That, that reluctant hero, you know, the typical Western. And, you know, and given the time period, actually, you know, that's kind of when a lot of those Westerns are set. Um, so it kind of makes sense. Um, but it reminds me a lot of a, an anime called uh, Samurai Champloo, which is set in, like, feudal Japan. Uh, but it uses hip-hop music for everything. Uh, and it's this really neat contrast that when you say it, it just sounds wrong and shouldn't work. But... Once it gets into the flow, it, it really it, it 
works better than you could ever expect. And this, it's the same here where at first I was like, what, what, what is this? What's it doing? And then by like the, you know, the third or fourth fight when we're at, towards the end of the episode, I'm kind of, okay, I'm into this now. I'm, I'm getting what it's doing. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it feels like something I'm going to get used to. It'll be this quirk of the show. I, I don't know if I was reading into it the same way you were, but that's probably just because I don't have the same musical uh... stylistically. Like I say, you 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 you'd be forgiven for not getting it, given the instrumentation and the the, the tone of it. But uh, harmonically, it's it's a western. Is is what it's doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if it, if we actually goes down that path. If if you know, because I, I, it feels like the sort of. Because it is definitely a fairly superficial action show. I mean, we've not really said if we like it or not, even though what we've been talking about has been fairly positive up until this point. You know, we've been saying we like these things that it's doing stylistically. Uh, but the question is, did you actually like the episode as a whole? Oh, you're actually asking me now? Yeah, I'm asking you. Um, yeah, probably. It's not amazing. There's uh, some cliché plot details, to say the least. There's some cliché plot details. It does that, that Cinemax thing, same thing that HBO does. Although I feel like... Now HBO feels classier when it does it, whereas this just felt like, yeah, we're going to have nudity because we can have nudity, so here's nudity yeah. ten times. Yeah. Uh, especially, there's a sex scene sort of in the back half of the episode that I felt like we could have cut away like a minute ago and it wouldn't have lost anything. This is yeah. adding nothing but just some skin. Right near like, the end, that one. Yeah, for 60 seconds. Uh, but, you know, as, I mean, I'm not complaining that much. I'm just it's, saying, it's one of those things that is just part of being on that network right and because here's the thing that there's no argument in this show or the, the sort of thing that cinemax is now going for where it's like oh this adds to the themes or this adds subtext it's important like they're naked in this scene because it means this it's not that th this is the thing this, this is sexy times for the viewings this is a 90s action movie and in, in a in a 10 episode series format or eight i don't know how many it is eight or ten whatever it is um that's what this is. It's not a deep show. It's a it's a very, dare I say, superficial, as you say, Western martial yeah. arts show. Ten That's episodes, what this is. Way. Ten episodes. Um, with hopefully, and at least so far, pretty fun fight scenes um, yeah. with so, some interesting stylistic techniques that it's using. Um, it's kind of pulpy, which I think is to its benefit. You know, the, the, the pulpiness mm -hmm. of some of the characters does help you to get away with the fact that it is a bit cliched here or there uh, in, yeah. in what it's doing. Um, you know, I, I think um, there's one or two reveals towards the end where I was like, oh yeah, of course, of course, this is. There's always to the that. possibility. I'm giving to give it the benefit of the doubt here, in that it's cliched because it's part one of the movie that we're used to seeing. But this is a ten episode show that it's going to evolve past those things. It, right now, it seems like it knows what it's doing. It does, and I think there's like other characters where I can see that character becoming kind of the the secondary hero. You know, despite, again, the shades of grey that they're in right now. And then there's clearly the villain who, that's the villain that he's going to have to fight. Like, you know, by the time we get to the end of the season, he is fighting that dude. Which and it's going to be the, the hardest interestingly thing. interestingly cliche and and has some interest to it at the same time. That's the sort of cliche I'd forgive, though, because that's what I'm excited about in a, in yeah, a story yeah. like this. I'm excited for the, no, no, our, our lead character's a badass who can take on just about everyone and it's easy. So the one who's not easy, the one who's going to give him a challenge is the interesting part, right? Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, um, but yeah, I think overall, it's 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 pretty good. Yeah, overall, it's pretty fun. Um, and then there's the final sort of hook at the end, uh, which doesn't take place in the final scene per se, but it does have a hook at the end. It's just the second last scene instead of the the last scene. It wa it wanted to, this is not a spoiler, but it wanted to end on our main character doing some training, <laughs> yeah. showing off his, his his muscles a little bit. 
<laughs> before it cut to title. The actual, like, here's the surprising thing at the end of the episode takes place in the second last scene. <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, also, before we get to spoilers, I want to put out, there's a line of dialogue in this where someone says, it's not China, it's Chinatown. And I can, I, can, I can just, like, hear them thinking of the movie Chinatown and going, oh, we want to try and work out that phrase into our yeah. thing, kind of. Um, now, it could have been worse. Someone could have said, oh, forget it, forget it, ah, it's Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't quite that bad but it didn't it make wasn't. me giggle yeah it made me giggle a little bit um i also want to point out there's a, one, of, one of the the main characters who's like the son of the tong that assam's is part of and is now belonging to yeah he's son of the leader uh son of the leader uh who's uh young jun was it young jun yeah young jun yes yeah i knew it was something if it wasn't young jun it was like little jun or something you know something akin to the 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 child June, right? Because they're the one's father June. Exactly. He has this insane laughter that makes you both want to like hug him and punch him at the same time. It's it's really quite impressive. Like yeah. it's an annoying sound, but you also kind of respect that he's got the audacity to laugh like that in front of people. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So that's my that's my uh <laughs> my, yeah. my analysis of that. <laughs> it's nice to be um relatively positive on a show again because i feel like a lot of first yeah. episodes lately we've kind of been oh, i mean it's all right do you know i think it is at least so far this feels like it knows what it is and it's just wanting to do a good job at being that it's not yeah. it's not trying to out you know outstep what it is it's um it's got a nice lot of like banter in, in its tone and you know like, mm. like in that, that that 90s acting stuff it's it's quick wit sharp just comments you know okay. back talking lead characters there's a risk that the whole you know that this will get tiring that it won't actually keep up its fun element because it will just delve into the cliche because you're getting it every week and you're like eh, okay but if it knows what it's doing and so far it seems like it might be then it can just keep playing with its own tropes and genres and if it keeps giving me fun action it keeps making me hate the villains more and root for the heroes more then it's doing its job and i won't yeah. be able to complain about it no uh, me too so there you go uh so we'll give you spoiler warning so full spoilers then for episode one of warrior and yeah, where do we start? So he's looking for his sister, right? We find out the woman he's looking for is a sister, you know, because uh, uh, Young Jun takes him to the whorehouse and he's like, oh, there's a you know girl who came here two years ago, this name, and we think, oh, maybe it's like a former, you know, his wife or someone he loved. And it turns out to be his sister because he eventually goes to the, the rival Tong, which is where she is. Uh, it turns out she's married to the, the, the head of the, the Tong. Yeah. And there's one guy who actually puts up a fight, like the, the sort of main enforcer did, actually like fights him, and we yeah. don't get to see the end of the fight, but it, he is kind of struggling. Like he's, There's he, that real good bravado where he's, he's down in the chair, he's like, look, I let these guys bring me in here, and they're unharmed, but, you know, yeah. do you really want me to cause some trouble on the way out? And they have this, you know, this duel between the two of them. Yeah, and it, like, he's not getting completely killed, or, you know, trashed or anything like that. But he's getting knocked down quite a few times. It's like, oh no, it this feels is... relatively even compared yeah. to all the other fights where he's just wiping the floor with everyone. Yeah, I mean, he could theoretically lose, is what you're thinking. Yeah. He's not getting destroyed, but he could lose. This is not Batman and Bane. This is, you know, Batman and Ninja dude. I don't know. <laughs> Pick someone who's comparable to Batman. Razal <laughs> Ghul, maybe. Yeah, I'll give you a race, but that was, that was the worst analogy you could have done. <laughs> well, I didn't just... always go to the second part. I was just trying to compare it to the first part of it. It's not Bane and Batman. It's not Break the Bat yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it wasn't that bad. No. 
but his sister interrupts it and she's taking a new name. She's now Miling and she doesn't want to go home. She We get all this backstory here, exposition-wise. We, we find out that there was this like big bad guy in China that had you know problems with him and to save him, she actually married this bad guy. Uh, the bad guy actually killed her father after she fled the country. Uh, yeah. And she even mentions that you know, he he tortured me, he raped me, he did all these things on a regular basis. So things aren't good between the siblings right now. No, no, they're not. But she's full on working with with uh, the leader of the Tong, and we also find out that she's working with the mayor's assistant. We'll talk about the mayor in a minute uh, as one of the characters. But the mayor's assistant's actually providing the opium to to her, and they're presumably distributing it through Chinatown. And yeah, like, I get the feeling more so she's not just you know working with the the leader of the town she's probably the real power yeah she, she yeah she, she i'm getting the impression she's really one of the villains you know right now of course he wants her back and wants to save her but yeah. she's really one of the villains and that's going to be a thing um and we have a lot of like villainous stuff going on because there's a lot of like different places it can come everyone's from. just a bit sketchy you know, the, you know like big bill seems okay the cop but you know he's, he is taking money from from the, the the irish thug and we hear him like yeah. ch- you know he, he's it's this weird thing where there's like this like rival because it's it's recent enough after the civil war that they're talking about confederates and how how bad they are and there's like the fight that breaks out in the police station because it's the one new cop who's from georgia yeah um and that's as i'm reaching for my control because my tv's going to turn off <laughs> this happens at least like twice a week it does uh so so we have that, but then we also have the same Irish dude, the big thug who actually likes to fight and uh, wants to bail out the guys who who killed some uh, Chinese workers. Um, so he he's looking after for his own, you know, quote unquote. And he uh, is also very racist toward Chinese people. He you know he he said all oh, these Chinese people come in the boats. So Although he didn't use the word Chinese. I'm, no, I'm, he did not. I'm cleaning the language up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So so we have like three minutes into this episode. It's the same, you know, racist phrase over and over. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they see, they see it a lot. They're not shying away from it. Um, yeah. So th- th- that's um. So we've got we've got all these different factors. And we see that he can fight because at one point someone just challenges him to a fight. It, it seems to be a thing that people just challenge him because he's the big guy. And then yeah. we get this fight in the rain, and it, it's not martial arts. This is like more brawlish, brawlish. Yeah. You know, you but know. Uh, still looks good. Still looks good, um, but I'm like, and this was the most like, okay, even though, I, okay, it was obvious that he's probably going to end up fighting him at some point, our main character, it was watching this fight, I'm like, okay, he's probably the big fight, <laughs> at least, maybe the midway fight, at least, of the season. Yeah, and it's going to be a point of the, you know, speed versus, you know, pure muscle and strength this Absolutely. guy's got. Yeah, because this, this guy at one point, like, takes a punch to the, the head and it hurts the guy's hand, like, that, that's literally yeah. a moment in this, which is, again, it's, it's very comic booky and cartoony, it's, you know... It's it's ridiculous, but it yeah. plays in the moment. Yeah, and it, it's uh, it's not being too serious with itself. It knows that it's doing these stupid things. Yeah, it's like it's got a few fairly serious tone. It's not like a like a, a lighthearted comical thing. But that's when I, that's when I say it's like a nineties action movie where it has this kind of just self awareness. We want to have a fun action show. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the big thing is that so the one person that uh, Atom or sorry Asam uh, actually bonds with over the course of the episode is the is the mistress because she's kind of taken an interest to him because he doesn't sleep with the the the, the prostitute he 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 reacts differently to things he obviously fights back against the, the, the little tongue when they come up they come in to see him and 
you know, it, it starts this thing where he's like, oh, I don't want anyone who, you know, I, I, I want a woman to have a choice. I don't want, you know, I don't want a prostitute. And then they, yeah. they have sex. This is the one that goes on for like a minute. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, this, this need to be this long. It's not that passionate. Like, we yeah, because it starts off with her being like, well, there's only one woman here who, you know, who, who doesn't need to be paid. And, you know, it, you know, he goes in and they initiate the scene. And it's like, okay. You don't even, I mean, What's arguably made? all you need was there's one woman here who doesn't, who doesn't need to be thing and then cut to like, her sneaking uh, out of bed. You could have literally uh, done no, that. I, I would say there is a benefit to the next moment where he he moves in for the kiss, and she's like, "No, no, no." Sure. And and yeah. she's like, "I've got the power here still." That's true. That's true. Um, there is a moment there, uh, but the big twist with her though is that, and I love this. That, that's I was typically pretty positive at this point because of the fight scenes, because of how it was using language, because of its pulpiness. But the twist with her was like, I was like, okay, I think I like this show because. <laughs> She puts on like this, uh, this hood. It, it reminds me actually of uh, what Jill wears in Resident Evil Five for anyone who's played those games. She's got this weird like pointy hood thing. Um, it's like a sort of cloak with a thing. Uh, but she, she basically the, the two white guys who murdered the the, the Chinese workers, uh, who are now free. They're outside. They're going. They're pissing against the wall outside the pub, and they're talking to each other. But whatever. And we just hear a swoop, and the guy looks down. And from from where he's pissing, and you just see the the the, the piss is still hitting the, the you know the ground, and the, the decapitated head of his buddy just rolls in, and then he looks up, and just sees the the headless you know corpse just fall to the ground, <laughs> and then out jumps uh, this character uh, Atoy, who she she you know it's brutal. She like stabs him with like a machete. I think it's a machete, and the it's quite a long machete though. Yeah. It's a th- it's a thick blade though. It's not like a, a katana or anything like that. Um, it's... No, no. It's like a machete, but like a full length sword. Yes, I'm sure this is like a name. I'm sure this is like a, a an actual Chinese uh, uh, weapon. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, there's Charlie Mad Jason Voorhees. I like her. <laughs> she's, she's in there. But no, like she sticks it in the guy's like chin, and there's like blood pouring out of his neck and chin, and I'm like, that looks good. It got really gory, and I was like, oh, I didn't expect this to be gore in this. I knew it was going to have like kung fu. And yeah, shit. there was a bit earlier when the but... you know the the, the, the cops are buying weapons, right? Mm-hmm. And you know he, he's buying you know it's like oh, brass knuckles just for you, but there's all these clubs, knives. I'm like, okay, so they're not going to shy away from from the violence from those sorts of things. Yeah, because because the young sort of idealistic cops like wait shouldn't we be arresting this guy because he supplies weapons to everyone? And he's like no nah, no nah, like you have to like let go of these naive like aspirations are behind. Yeah, th- this is one of those points where I said you know like the the quick banter. He's like oh you you got to forget everything you know. Shouldn't take you very long. Yeah yeah that was a neat little moment because because he he's basically yeah like you only have six shots in your revolver. Guess this is before automatic weapons. Just you know just to make that clear. Yeah. He's like yeah you've got six shots and then it's like nah you're gonna need some blades and. You know, yeah, he's like you got six shots. There's like twenty thousand Chinese out there. You you do the maths. Yeah, so no, nah, so it, it, it sets up all this stuff, and we're going to be dealing with with him and this young cop. And I can kind of see Big Bill kind of being more maybe verging towards more heroic by the end of the season. I I feel like I can see the journey for him. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, possibly, you know, standing side by side with a lead character by the end, depending yeah. on what's happening. Uh, so, no. So it's putting a lot of players in motion, and I think because it is a 10-episode show as opposed to a movie, you get away with all these these factions. I think in a movie, you need... Like, this would feel like a lot. Yeah. You'd maybe get away with, with three sides to it in a movie, but definitely not more than that. Whereas here we have four plus the mayor. Um, yes. we've got a lot going on. So we can, we can play with that every episode. And the mayor himself... Um, I, I, we don't know, I don't know what the backstory is here yet. 
Uh, I presume that her father married her off, but the mayor's wife, who we find out in the the, the scene, because they're they're clearly not happy with each other. He's like demanding yeah. she, and she kind of like you know sarcastically just bites into the bread without you know cutting it up or spreading anything on it. And we find out they just get married though. Like this is a new this is a newly married couple. Like okay, <laughs> what yeah. happened here? They they seem to hate each other's guts. And it, it's not like that. That he's treating her badly. No, I, 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 really. I think there's like a tone that he thinks he's in charge, and she's like constantly making sure that he knows that he isn't in charge. Yeah, yeah, but we don't see him doing like you know he, he's never like beaten or anything like that. You don't have to beat someone to be a bad husband. No, no I know that. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm I'm just saying it's not extreme. At sure, because compared cause... to everything else in the show. Because this is the thing you you get from the way they react to each other that when he says, "Aren't you going to eat anything, dear?" There's a condescending tone to it, and the way she responds is like, "This is not the first time he's, yeah, you know, making cracks like this." And then later on, there is the one scene where now I do think there's another way to do this, but to be fair, there's a point to her nudity here where she takes off her her dressing gown and she's completely full frontal, and he's getting all excited, and then she just shuts the door. It's like, no, nope, not for you, because she's intentionally teasing him. Uh, yeah there's always to make this point but i mean yeah like, there is but this is one where at it, least it's actually serving a point yeah if, if you're going to use the nudity for something at least yeah make a point with it and this is this yeah. was a character beat so uh go for I, it I, I would never have even had second thoughts about this moment if we didn't have the bit at the end sure and, and there's also scenes of them going through the whorehouse and stuff and there's just of course well, yeah, just, yeah, you know boobs everywhere it's, and it's, it's a whole house so Sure. <laughs> it is, but again, it just it feels like Cinemax. It feels like it. It does a little it bit. It feels like it there does. has to be a like. I shut you know. I expect at least one pair of boobs every episode, not because <laughs> for any reason other than it's Cinemax and they have to fill a quota. I agree. At, at least, at, like I said, it's it's only really that last minute that one that that bothers me though, because this mm. one had a point. The other one, it, it's appropriate for the setting. Yeah. It, it you know so sure but yeah it's cinemax it's it's just as yeah. bad as when hbo does it we say it all the time with them yeah so yeah so so we got that but you know he he's uh secretly running off to prostitutes he's he's having sex with both male and female prostitutes and uh he's generally quite shitty but it seems like his enforcer dude his assistant is actually the one who's in most more of the shady stuff well or not the mayor knows about it, he's supplying opium to everyone is yeah, I'm not, I don't think he does, but I could be wrong. Because one of the interesting things to me is that the 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 tong head that uh, uh, my Ling's with, he he wants to try and get peace back on the table. He wants to have peace with the other tongs, and mm. he wants to have a meeting. But we find out with the scene with with her and the mayor's assistant when they're setting up the opium deals that neither of them want peace. They, they for them it's both bo- it's profitable for bo- for both of them for there to be wars in Chinatown. That's what they yeah. want. So. I'm expecting to maybe cut into that a little bit more in future episodes and actually find out really okay why is she motivated to keep the the war going? Um, yeah, uh, could be just a sense of power, could, you know, that, that she's got. I feel like it's more 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 to it than that. I feel like there's, they actually benefit financially. Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, wait and see, be, but it'd be interesting. Like like maybe. Like maybe the mayor, uh, you know, wants the the gangs to kill each other out, right? And this this the opium helps, you know, drive that war. And yeah, it could be. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out more as we go through more yeah. episodes. Uh, but yeah, that, that that was the main kind of things we set up in the episode, though. 
uh, were all those elements. So a lot, a lot going on. To its credit, it went in fairly fast. For, yeah, it was a full hour, but yeah. it didn't feel ridiculously long. Like sometimes we watch a thing that's a full hour, which is only like ten minutes longer than than most of the other stuff we watch. But sometimes that ten minutes you can really feel. Um, I didn't hear not at all. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but that is episode one of of Warrior. So the question remains here at the end: Is are we going to keep watching it? Are we are we reviewing episode two next week? Uh, I mean, I think I'm down to. Yeah. What's funny is that we didn't even think we'd have time to do this first one. Uh, it's actually just because you didn't have to do Sabrina that it opened up the possibility. Because if not, we'd have been doing Sabrina. Uh, yes. At the time we were doing this, so this opened up a slot. And you were like, hey, we should try that Warrior show. And I was like, ah, yeah, we'll try and squeeze it in. And now we've got something to squeeze in next week and yeah. the week after. Which, and... I'm not going to lie, enjoyed this more than I did Sabrina. That's fair. The problem is, though, is I'm pretty sure this is going to overlap with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we'll have to do at the same time. Yes, this may not always be consistently at this time. No, that it may move to a Sunday. Uh, you have been warned <laughs> yeah. after, after a set number of weeks. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep uh, we'll keep looking at it, uh, and unless it tanks, uh, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. So, uh, Warrior, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. So, uh, let us know what you thought of the first episode. If you watched it in the comments below, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore first for channel updates, and I'll do Connor the honor of putting his Twitter on just here for the last few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> for the audio Appreciate people, it. you don't care, but yeah. Uh, for you watching the video, that's Connor's Twitter on screen now as well. Uh, so, yeah, I guess on Twitter, uh, if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv, where you can support us for as little as $1 per month, and you get some bonuses, you get some stuff early, uh, but otherwise, uh, that is it. So thank you once again for watching and listening, we always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? Also, yeah, the other tongue were the hatchet men, who I've heard of. Hatchet men, that's a thing. Yes, that is a thing. <laughs>